Greetings, Wanderer, and welcome back to Lonely TTRPG, the solo actual play and review podcast. This week, we are playing Swamp Troll Witch or Witches by Luke Simons. So, Swamp Troll Witches is a role-playing game designed for solo journaling, espitalary play, or small group play. Gameplay focuses on the daily activities of one or more troll witch living in a hut in the swamp. Each day, they travel into the swamp to search for potion ingredients. Because of strange geological magical conditions, the landscape of the swamp frequently changes, and they never quite know where their ingredients will be found. There are always problems to solve, ranging from the minor, such as feisty raccoons, to the serious, such as adventuring parties set on ridding the swamp of troll witches. After collecting ingredients, they return to the hut for an afternoon of brewing potions and an evening of relaxing, perhaps with a nice hot bath and a cup of tea. At the end of the week, they usually go to the night market to sell whatever potions they have made. As players, you are encouraged to focus on keeping a record of these daily activities in the forms of letters, a journal, or a group chronicle, perhaps by mapping out the swamp as it is revealed. Success, if you choose to measure it, could be based on the value of what is earned at the night market. However, consider that the real success may just be the stories you collect along the way. Alright, so basics. All right, This game uses an oracle system. It uses 3d6 for the oracle. The first die is going to be your answer. The second die will be the wrinkle. And the third die will be how favorable that is to the one asking the question for modes of play again you got solo journaling like we are doing here today epistolary or postal all right sending letters basically you and a couple friends can do this by mail or by post or by email or by text or by discord or by whatever means you have available to you and then, of course, there is small group play, which everybody is sitting together around the table. Now, remember, safety is hugely important. And at a minimum, it is recommended to establish boundaries when playing with a group. And these boundaries for this game and many games are described as lines and veils. Now, we haven't really talked too much about the line and veil boundary tools. Basically, lines or content players do do not want appearing in the game. Veils are content that they don't want to engage with in detail. All right, so for getting started, you're going to describe your swamp, your hut, the night market, your witches, and then you have a certain amount of skills. You have six skills. Craftiness, personality, brute force, magic, relaxation, and determination. And for each of those skills, you're going to have a proficiency ranging from high control to bad skill. And these proficiencies are going to affect your first die when rolling. So for playing the game, the game is broken up into five phases. First off, you have exploration. And this defines the potion ingredients problem and conditions of each location the troll witches visit during the day. They may visit up to three locations in a day before needing to return home to ensure they have enough time for potion making and relaxation. If the troll witches have already visited three locations but did not collect enough ingredients to make any potions, they may choose to visit a fourth location, but then they will only have enough time for potion making or relaxation, not both. 
At the start of the day, choose three potions the troll witch intends to collect ingredients for. You may invent these potions and ingredients yourself or roll on the potions and potion ingredient table. Each time you make an exploration roll, choose one potion that the results of the roll will apply to. The problem the troll witches encounter at the location must be solved before they can collect any ingredients present there. Now, you may interpret the problem on your own or roll on the appropriate problems table. The conditions at the location will affect rolls made at that location during problem solving. Unfavorable conditions apply a negative one modifier to the first die of the problem solving roll if the problem may reasonably be affected by that condition. While favorable conditions apply a plus one, neutral conditions have no effect. So when entering a new location, roll 3d6 and interpret the die as follows. So your first die is going to be your ingredients. All right. Do you find any ingredients there? Second die is going to be how serious the problem is. And third die is going to be the conditions that we were just talking about. In addition, it is encouraged that you describe this area as detailed as possible or as detailed as you want. Again, it's solo, no rules. Next phase is going to be problem solving. And this is when you deal with the problem present at the location in order to collect the ingredients there. If the problem is too daunting, they may instead flee, but the location still counts towards the total for the day. Problem solving takes place in rounds consisting of three steps per round, talking, doing, and fighting. Each troll witch in the game, in whatever order you choose, may take an action during each step to attempt to solve the problem. A doing action may be replaced with another talking action, and a fighting action may be replaced with another talking or doing action. Continuing to attempt to solve the problem for as many rounds as necessary until it is solved, or all of the troll witches become too bothered and need to go home. The number of successful action rolls required to solve a problem is based on the level of the problem. Minor problems require two, mild problems require four, and serious problems require six. Failure at an action causes that troll witch to take a botherance, enough of which will force the troll witch to go home to relax for the remainder of the day. A minor problem causes one botherance, a mild problem causes two, and a serious problem causes four. A troll witch with 12 botherances must go home for the remainder of the day. They cannot brew, but they may relax in order to remove botherances. Side effects affect the next roll made to solve the current problem. A negative side effect applies a negative one modifier to the first die on the next roll, while a positive side effect applies a plus one. Decide the most appropriate side effects based on the nature of the problem and intended action. If one of a troll witch's resources may help a particular action, apply a plus one modifier to the first die roll for that action. When attempting to solve a problem, state the action and its intended outcome. Decide what skill is most appropriate to the action. Use the witch's skill proficiency to modify the roll and the skill flavor to interpret the third die. Roll 3d6 and interpret as follows. The first die will be your answer. The second die will be a wrinkle. And the third die will be flavor. In the potion making phase, the troll witches attempt to brew potions with the ingredients collected. 
Determine how many potions the Trow Witch can make based on how many ingredients have been successfully collected, and roll once for each potion. For a small group play or individual play with multiple troll witches, the witch that collected ingredients for a particular potion at the start of the day must also make the potion-making roll to brew that potion. To brew a potion, roll 3d6 and modify the roll based on the witch's craftiness skill. Interpret as follows. Alright, and your first die is going to be whether it's a failure or success. Second die is going to be quantity. And the third die is going to be potency. Record the number, type, and potency of potions created during this phase for use during the night market phase. The potency determines the value of the potion when they are sold at night market. Relaxation. In the relaxation phase, the troll witch relaxes to unwind from the day and re recover from their botherances. Each troll witch rolls once to determine the quality, duration, and coziness of their relaxation on a scale of 1 to 6. Alternatively, if you are playing with a group, you may make one roll for the group. Each troll witch may also remove a number of botherances equal to the total of 3 dice divided by 2 rounded up. Any botherances not removed during relaxation carry over to the subsequent days. To relax, roll 3d6 and modify the roll based on the Troll Witch's relaxation skill. If rolling once for the group, choose the best relaxation skill proficiency from the group, roll 3d6 and interpret as follows. With your first die being the quality, the second die being the duration, and the third die being the coziness. Finally, we have the Night Market, and this is when we attempt to sell our potions. For each roll, determine which potions the troll witch intends to sell and note the quantity and potency of the potions. If you wish to measure success by tracking the value of the potions sold, multiply the quantity of potions in the sale by their potency and record that result as the total value of the sale. Selecting an even number of potions of the same potency to account for the possibility of only selling half the intended potions is the simplest way to begin each sale, but you may choose to make the math as difficult as you want. You may also choose to ignore quantity and potency and narratively describe the events of the sale, if you do not care to track value as a measure of success. Fortunate or unfortunate events may occur around the time of each sale and may modify the role. An unfortunate event is a negative one, a fortunate event is a positive one. You may invent these events yourself, or roll on the appropriate tables. Many odd forms of payment are used at the night market. You may invent how you are paid, or you may use the table. When trying to make a sale, roll 3d6, with the first die being the success of the sale, the second die being any events, and the third die being the oddity of payment. Now, the recommended sequence of play is day one through five, morning, exploration and problem solving, afternoon, potion making, evening, relaxation, day six, morning and afternoon relaxation, and evening, night market, day seven, all day relaxation. Feel free to experiment with mixing around the basic elements of the game or using the rules to explore other types of swamp troll rich experiences. And the remainder of our book is going to be all tables. And this is, to roll on the table, you're going to roll 2d6 with 
the first die being the 10 spot and the second die being the one spot and then choose the appropriate thing from the table. All right, so we're going to go ahead and dive on into our gameplay. I've already set up my gaming board with my skills. I'm only going to be playing with one witch tonight. So craftiness is going to be my bad skill because I did not read the entire manual before assigning these skills. So I will be suffering a negative two to my first die roll. Personality is a weak skill. I'll be suffering a negative one to my first die. Brute force, I have high control over. So that allows me to rearrange my dice. Magic will be high skill, which will be a plus two to my first die roll. Relaxation, plain skill, no pluses or minuses. And determination is a good skill, plus one to my first die. So we are going to go ahead and get started with our first day. And we're going to go ahead and roll on our table to decide which potions we want to make. All right, so we got a 33 for the first potion, and that is going to be a remembrance potion. And we're going to go ahead and roll all our potions, then our ingredients. For potion number two, we got 25, which is long fingers. And for potion number three, we got 15, which is water breathing. All right, so for ingredients, we got 35 which is dragon's milk, 26, which is basil, and 36, which is queen of the swamp. And that is an interesting list right there. Remembrance, long fingers, and water breathing. Who thought basil would be necessary for water breathing? But milking a dragon does seem like a... Look, I have a feeling if you drink dragon's milk, you are going to remember it. All right, so moving off to our first location, we are going to go ahead and leave our swamp. We're not going to do any serious descriptions. It is a lovely swamp, very swampy, but we're going to go ahead and go into our first exploration phase. So rolling 3d6, and we got 2, 3, 4. Outstanding roll. So 2, no ingredients are, pre are present. 3 is a mild problem. And four neutral conditions. Not only did we not find anything, we got a mild problem, which is going to require four successes to solve. But at least we have nothing working against us. So let's go ahead and see what our problem is going to be. 15 goblins pulling nasty pranks. So I think the nasty prank here is as I was looking for... As I was looking for a dragon to milk, I heard the sounds of coming from a nearby cave that kind of indicated a dragon might be nearby. However, as I came up, there were just a couple goblins like tossing rocks and making weird noises and doing goblin things. And before I could get away, they bound over towards me and start grabbing on my tail, which is highly rude of them. And I do not appreciate this at all. And I am going to, I am going to cackle at these goblins. <laughs> Who do you think you are messing with? Huh? <laughs> and I'm going to attempt to zap them with some magic. 
So that is going to be 3d6, 2, 5, 5. Now, because magic, so that's going to be 3, 5, 5, because I do have a plus 1 to my first die roll for magic. Unfortunately, that is going to be a failure. That's going to be a failure, so I'm going to go ahead and rack up one botherance. As... But I did produce a positive side effect, but it was highly chaotic, as magic flavor is chaos. So as I go to zap them with my finger, they, like, there's some sparks and they kind of dart out of the way, but they don't let go of my tail. And I'm going to, I'm going to growl and I'm going to go ahead and attempt to grab one and throw it away using brute force, which the roll was one, five, three, which would be a failure. However, brute force allows me to rearrange my dices. So I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that five. I'm going to make it my first die roll. So I will succeed and I will make three my wrinkles. So I will have no side effects. And then one will be my flavor. As I grab this goblin and fling it rather dispassionately away from me. And seeing as how that worked, I'm just going to go ahead and do that again. And I got... 412. 412. So 4 is going to be a success. 2 is going to give me a negative side effect. And 1 is going to, or 1 is going to give me a negative side effect. And 2 will be the flavor. So again, kind of a dispassionate toss. But this thing seems to have clawed at my wrist, which is going to give me a negative 1 for this next roll. And. As they, as they all come, as they all come scampering back at me, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to try some magic again to scare them off. So this will only be plus one to my first die roll. So I got six to six, which is a, another success, another success as I shoot my magic and it just, it really confuses these guys. There's like a whole bunch of lights and sounds and everything like that. And they all kind of scatter for a minute. But now they're kind of now they're kind of hanging back away from me, hiding behind trees and whatnot. And now they're throwing stuff at me. And that is highly distracting. And I'm going to attempt magic one more time to hopefully end this. And that is 355 or correction, 354 which is actually going to be five because I have plus two to my magic. It's, no, it's correction. It's going to be four because I have a minus one. So that is going to be four, which is a success. Five positive side effect Four, yeah, some moderate chaos. Some moderate chaos as they are throwing stuff at me. I'm going to once again zap them with a cackle. Ha 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 ha. Take that. <laughs> And they are going to finally scatter at this and run away, leaving me be as I complete all my successes needed for this problem. Unfortunately, I still have no ingredients from this area. So we are going to go ahead and go back to our exploration phase. And we are going to attempt to find... We are going to attempt to find some ingredients so i got four 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 so four is going to be a four is going to be 
I find half of my necessary ingredients with a mild problem and neutral conditions. So I have nothing helping me out. I'm only going to get I'm only going to get half of the ingredients I need for something. So we're going to say that this is going to be half of what I need for the water breathing, the queen of the swamp, because I can only search for one potion at a time. Now, to determine what our problem is going to be, we got 25. That was a good roll. That is a swamp lion. As I'm searching for some queen of the swamp, I find some. But I hear a roar as a swamp lion lifts its head from the water. I'm, I'm just going to reach out. I'm going to use brute force and try to push his head back down under the water. And that is six to three. So six. I'm going to rearrange that. I'm going to rearrange that to six for my success. Three for my wrinkle and two for my flavor. That way I get my success with no side effects and yeah, just mildly dispassionate, push its head underwater. I'm going to continue to use brute force to attempt to hold it under 642. So once again, success, once again, success. This time we have a, we still have no side effects and continued dispassionate holding. And you know what they say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Four, six, five. So four is going to be a success. Six is going to be a positive side effect. And five is going to be high flavor. We're just going to go ahead and leave that as is. As my brutality is growing. So the flavor for brute force is brutality. As I, as I hold its head underwater. And with that brutality, I'm going to go ahead and use some magic to, with that brutality, I'm going to go ahead and use some magic just to try to end this. And that will be six, five, one, not very chaotic as I, as I dispatch this, as I dispatch this lion and collect my queen of the swamp. And I will move on to my final location looking for more Queen of the Swamp. And I got myself four, five, three. So I find half the ingredients. There is a minor problem here with neutral conditions. All right. So I will be able to successfully brew or I will be able to attempt to brew the water breathing potion. If I get two successes on this, let's go ahead and see what our minor problem is going to be. That is 36. A lone adventurer hunting trolls. Well, it seems that we are not the only solo adventurers out here. We are not the only solo wanderers exploring this swamp as we come across this adventurer. And we... We are going to attempt to scare this poor adventurer away with some magic. Really not in the mood for a big fight. That will be five to five. So five will be a success. Two negative side effects. So I will take a minus one on my next roll with a lot of chaos as I create, 
as I once again create a loud sound, amplifying my roar, attempting to scare this adventurer, to shake them from their boots. And I'm going to use some more magic just to make myself look extra menacing. And that will be four to five. So I do succeed. Outstanding. They run away. I collect the remainder of my Queen of the Swamp. And I now return home to attempt to brew some water-breathing potion. All right. So we're going to roll 3d6 for brewing the potion. So that is a negative one. I failed. After all of that, I was apparently too distracted and I failed. So we're going to go ahead and add one more to my botherance just because that was a bad failure. This thing kind of blew up in my face. I am not pleased with this. I'm just going to, I am going to crawl in bed. I'm going to attempt to relax. I'm going to think scary thoughts. I'm going to meditate on how I scared away that adventurer. And so I got five to six. So a quality of five, which is very good, did not take too long to do and very cozy. These thoughts were very cozy, very relaxing. I highly enjoyed remembering how I scared that adventurer so much so that it did not take me long and I get to remove all of my botherances. All right. So moving on to day two, let's see what potions we are going for today. So 31 is going to be a hate potion. 14 will be a flight potion. And 46 will be for curing sneezing. Well, we are coming up on cold and flu season, so that might actually be a good one to keep about. All right. For ingredients, I got 25, which is haggle beans. 41 which is beaver twigs and 45, which is gomo. So let's go ahead and let's see if we can, let's see if we can gather what we need for our hate potion first. Three, five, four for my exploration roll, which means I find half of my ingredients. I get a minor problem and neutral conditions. So no help there. So my minor problem is going to be 34, which is big glowing mushroom. So I find some, I find some haggle beans, but they're right next to a big glowing mushroom, which is weird to say the least. And I'm going to attempt to use some of my magic to figure out if this mushroom is dangerous or not. And that is going to be 632. So that's going to be a success with no side effects and low chaos. So not very chaotic as I study and I examine this thing and it doesn't appear to be, it does not appear to be dangerous. So I will, I'm going to kick this thing. I'm going to kick this thing away. And I rolled one, five, five. So we're going to rearrange that to five, five, one to fill out my success and kick this mushroom away as I gather my haggle beans. I'm going to travel to my next location to find more haggle beans. 
and I got 333. So we're going to find the other half that we need, a mild problem and neutral conditions. And for my problem, I rolled a 32, which will be one big bat. And I am not at all pleased with this bat. I am not pleased with this bat one bit. Don't want to deal with this bat as it is swooping around my head while I'm trying to collect these beans. And I'm going to swat at it. 442. So that will be a success. I'm going to leave it as is. I'm going to leave those rolls as is. Uh, as, as that is a success. No side effects. And very little brutality. This thing is an annoyance. I'm going to continue to swat at it. Uh, and I roll 252. I'm going to rearrange that to 522. So I get another success. As I swat it once again. But... The thing bit me. The thing bit me. And I'm going to take a negative one on my next roll. And this is starting to annoy me. So I'm going to pull out my magic. And I'm going to shoot magic at it. And that is going to be three, three, six. So that is going to be a failure. I'm going to have no more side effects. But it's going to be highly chaotic. So as I shoot at this thing, I got distracted. My magic kind of goes off all around me. It's very confusing, very chaotic. Not at all pleased. I'm going to swat at it once again. 442, 244, which I'm going to rearrange into 442 and take a final swat. 545. This is definitely this is definitely more this is definitely more brutal as I am definitely annoyed with this thing. And I swat it and I crush it. All right. Moving on to our final location. Moving on to our final location. Let's try to cure sneezing. Four, six, five for the final location. So four, we find half of the ingredients. Six, we have a minor problem. Five, we have favorable conditions. So let's see what favorable conditions we have. 34, recently got a gift from a friend. So as I go to, as I go to look for the GOMO for the cure of sneezing, I find a, I find a little box of treats. I find a little box of treats that seem to have been left for me. There was a note on there that said, there was a note on there for the steel witch as thanks for the potion that you made me last time. Enjoy these tasty treats. And I open the box to see Pickled Rat, my favorite. And I will have a plus one to my rolls here. So all of my dice rolls are going to have a plus one to them. Thanks to this thing that I found. But we still need to determine what our problem is. And that is going to be 51. Which is a which is Territorial Gnomes. So, I do find the patch of Gomo, but there are a bunch of gnomes standing around. And I am going to, I'm going to try and scare the gnomes away with magic. So this will be plus three, which will make that one, four, five into a four, four, five, which is a success. No side effect, but some chaos. As the gnomes start to scatter and yell and 
Just be generally annoying. We're going to shoot some more magic at them one last time. 1-1-2. One, one, Luckily, I have that plus 3, which makes it 4-1-2. And the gnomes all run away as I gather half of the gomo that I need. Now, I'm doing pretty good on botherances right now. I don't think I need to relax tonight. So we are going to actually attempt... We're actually going to attempt one more time to find some stuff. So we're going to go to one more location. 344. Four, and that is going to be half the ingredients. A, a mild problem with neutral conditions. So I will find... Everything I need for making my sneezing potion. But for my mild problem, 36. A banshee warning everyone of their imminent death. So as I go to find this last, this last set of gomo beans that I need, I hear the shrieking on the wind before this ethereal form appears before me. And I am going to just glare at it and shoot magic in its face. And that is going to be 7-2-4. So that is going to be a success. As it takes a face full of magic. But as it recoils back, I am touched by its icy grasp. Sending a shiver down my spine. And I will suffer a negative one to my next roll. And I think I'm going to use some determination to, I'm going to use my determination as I try to talk this Banshee away. And that's going to be three, five, five. My determination is plus one. I had a negative one. So that's going to be a straight three. And that will be a failure. That will be a failure from the Banshee er, and a new botherance. So my botherance is up to two. But as the Banshee laughs at my attempts, it positions itself into a very favorable spot for me. So I'm going to get another plus one. And yeah, I'm going to swat at it. I'm going to brute force this thing. Five, two, one. So six, two, one. As I swat at it, that will be a success. But once again, as my claws pass through this Banshee, Shiver, another shiver runs down my spine as I feel the icy, the icy remembrance or the icy foretelling of the afterlife that awaits for me. And I will get another negative one. Realizing that touching this thing might be a bad idea, I'm going to shoot more magic at its face. So that'll be four, 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 which is a success with no side effects. And I'm going to attempt to finish it off with one last blast of magic. And that'll be 3-3-1. Three, three, that is another failure as I take another botherance. But no negative side effects. It manages to dive out of the way of my magic. Easily dodging. And easily dodging me. So... Once again, once again, we're going to swat at it. We're going to, we're going to claw at this thing. Five, two, three, full success. Outstanding. So this Banshee is taken care of and I return home for the evening and attempt to make my potions. So first off, 
first off, we're going to attempt to make our hate potion. And with my minus two, that is going to be two, five, four, which is a failure. So let's try to make our cure for sneezing. Two, one, two, another failure. But I think that's where we're going to call it for tonight. That is Swamp Troll Witches. So, so I like this game. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. This is a fun game. I really like the concept. I really like the concept of the game. I like the mechanics. I think that they are executed very well. I have, I really enjoy the, I really enjoy the proficiencies. The high control being able to rearrange the dice, that is, that has a huge potential throughout the game. Though, though I kind of wish it also came with a modifier as well. Just because in order to succeed, you need to be able to roll a four. So, yeah, uh, four or above. So, yes, that's a 50-50 chance on a D6. You got three D6. Your odds are pretty good. But, you know, it would be nice... It would almost be nice if that was if that was more guaranteed because your high skill, your high skill is almost always going to succeed. Unless you roll a one, your high skill is going to succeed. Correction, unless you roll a one or you have a, unless you roll a one or you have a negative modifier working against you. The gameplay, the gameplay loop can definitely be, can definitely be slightly repetitive. Um, as you, as you saw, we were kind of, we were just kind of rolling and rolling and rolling. Now, a lot of that's on me. It, I am recording this super late. So like a lot of that's on me. The game, the game is well written and I just, I was not engaging like I should, but I feel like this would definitely be very strong. If you, this would definitely be very strong. If you did it like a, if you did the play by post option, you know, get a, get a friend or two together and you guys each do a day. Like you guys each do like every day you do a post and then you can all get together for the, for the night market. I, th I think this is definitely stronger as a, I think this is definitely stronger as a group game than an individual game, just because of that. This is a game that definitely, definitely requires more on your creative vibes and what you put into it. So it does have, it does have great flavor for the solo spooky spectacular that we're doing, but you definitely you definitely have to sit down and do it. But, you know, it's also one of those like I said, if you, you know, if you got a friend, you know, you each you each do a day, post your day, and it can be it can be a little like I see it having the most fun that way. A lot of these like a lot of these games more true solo and even if you were playing in a group, you don't necessarily have any more fun. This one, I will say you would probably have more fun playing with a, playing with a group or playing, or at least playing with one other person. But 
but again, everything like everything on it is super well written. The tables are great. I love the tables. The tables do offer a lot of variety with them. It is it is nice to have those tables and have tables for everything. It's nice not to just have a deck of cards. Like this is a straight dice rolling game. And that is that is great. We haven't had a whole lot of those on here. A lot of the games we play do do rely on do rely on dice roll or correction do rely on the card prompts so having the random tables is great it definitely it definitely has that good rpg feel or good ttrpg feel with that but yeah no this is yeah, super fun game really enjoyed it one thing that really my biggest complaint though my biggest complaint would be the potion making being tied to craftiness because the the skills were described at the skills were described as for your problem solving you know like you go to the you go to the skill page and you know it says craftiness used for creative problem solving and potion making flavor harebrainedness how complicated or weird the idea so you know it's it's one of those you you almost don't realize that like there's almost no good way to to do your skills because you want your craftiness to at least be at least be zero because you know, yeah you only got to roll a 3 or above to successfully make a potion but you know you have to roll that 3 I mean, yeah, you could do weak skills, so you only get a minus one, so you have a 50-50 shot of your potion working. But, like, personality. Personality is going to be used for negotiating at the night market, so that's going to affect how well you sell. Relaxation, you probably don't want. You probably don't want a bad roll for your relaxation just because, just because you want to be able to clear out as many of those botherances as you can. And I guess, actually... You know, scratch all that. Like this was, this was totally on me. Like I totally, I totally designed this character poorly, because I definitely put, I definitely put all of my skills more in, more in the problem solving than the actual, like than the actual potion making. You know, again, because I'm used to, I'm used to the games that are, where the problem solving is the big deal. The problem resolution is the, is the big deal. That's the thing that you are attempting to do so remembering that this game is primarily potion making you probably want to make like potion making one of your better skills honestly you probably want to make potion making your high control so that you can swap things around so you can get those like so you can a succeed in your potions and b either get as many or as good as potions as you can make. Then your high skill put in one of your problem solvings, your good skill you can put in either relaxation or personality, depending on, you know, just how much you want to do with the night's market. And then your plain skill being, your plain skill being the other one with, your poor skills going into like your last two problem solving things because yeah, it's one of those, 
you are not going to you are not going to really need to switch back and forth between magic and brute force and determination. So having one of those three being modified positively and then the other two being your weak and bad skill, that's that's not going to that's that's not really not going to affect the gameplay that much. So yeah, I designed a poor character. That's on me. That's not on the game. So yeah, this is you know fun game, great game. Definitely got some good vibes to it. Probably recommend playing in a in a more dimly lit environment. This could this could definitely be one of those fun evening nighttime games to help really get you in the mood. You know, watch watch the craft, finish that up, put this game or pull this game out, and have fun with it. And the best part is, is if you want this game, it is currently name your own price. So that means you can get it for the low, low price of whatever you're willing to pay. At least give them a dollar though. Because after all, we want to pay our game makers. Because when we don't pay our game makers, they don't make as many games. So go check it out. You can find this at catshavenolord.itch.io slash swamp-troll-witches and again name your own price so whatever you feel like paying for it if you do pick it up make sure that you tell them that Steel Stash sent you and remember I must ask y'all to stay awesome you've been listening to Lonely TTRPG the solo TTRPG live play and review if you've enjoyed this episode please leave us a review. You can also reach us at Twitter at BDDC underscore pod or at Black Dragon Dungeon Company at gmail.com. If you really like us, you can consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Black Dragon Dungeon Company. Thank you so much.